0: I see what's happening, yeah You're face to face with greatness and it's strange You don't even know how you feel It's adorable <laughs> well, It's nice to see these humans never change Open your eyes, let's begin Yes, it's really me It's Maui, breathe it in I know it's a lie, the head of art. When you're staring down a demigod What can I say except You're welcome for the tides of sun?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Passholder's Guide podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm here to share some tips, tricks, and secrets to the theme park capital of the world. You may be wondering, who am I? I am a Florida native, a Central Florida local, and I've been a seasonal or annual passholder to every theme park here in the Central Florida area. Not to mention I used to work for one. Each show, I'll be here to entertain you, maybe even educate you on a particular topic, as well as go over some up-to-date news and announcement at each park. Lastly, we're going to have story time. Those are going to be some cast member, team member, and ambassador stories. Hopefully, we can throw in some interviews, some other tidbits, and I can um, bring you one hell of a show.
0: Just think of it, kid. Honestly, I could go on and on. I could explain every natural phenomenon. The tide, the grass, the ground. Oh, that was not. just messing around. I killed a meal. I buried its guts. Spider to you got coconuts. What is the lesson? What is the takeaway? Till I survive. When he's on the breakaway and the toughest for here in my skin, is the map of the victors are win. Look right, but they make everything happen. Look at that, hey, hey, hey! hey yeah. Now the last thing you'll ever see. A legally required safety video. Here are some brief guidelines to ensure a safe and pleasant...
1: Podcast.
0: When the doors open, move immediately into the vehicle boarding station. Walk, don't run. Proceed to the left and right side of the vehicle. We ask that you place all large or fragile items, including cameras and video recorders, against the wall outside the vehicle and hold on to all loose articles. Take your seats in an orderly fashion and please watch your head as you enter... the Podcast. If you have difficulty dealing with small spaces, make the crusty crew member aware of this before entering the vehicle. Once you're seated, please pull down on the lap bar. Please remain seated and face forward while the vehicle is in motion. Keep your arms and legs clear of the closing doors and inside the vehicle at all times. No still or motion picture photography of any kind is allowed. For your attention.
1: Enjoy the ride. Let's get down to business. Welcome to all my first time listeners. Welcome back to everyone who's listened before. All right, on episode one, we covered the history that led to our modern day theme parks. But what led to the Central Florida theme parks? What led to us being the theme park capital of the world? I don't want to visit the West Coast, but that's where we got to start. We're going to Disneyland. Now, walt was a little unhappy with what happened around disneyland it pretty much turned into a tourist trap full of cheap hotels and fast food pretty much right outside his door as little as 50 feet away now he went to roy and they started thinking of a second location where they could more of uh, control the surrounding area now many sites were considered they wanted to go east of the mississippi considering that only five percent of disneyland's visitors were from the East Coast, and over 70% of the population lived east of the Mississippi. So, different locations were scouted, Uh, originally thought of places like New Jersey or uh, Niagara Falls, but you quickly realize that it's a very short tourist season, uh, only because, you know, nobody wants to go outside when it's frozen. They also considered St. Louis. Uh, It was going to be an indoor covered area, And legend has it that it was at a dinner with local officials and businessmen that August Bush Jr. raised concerns about Disney's no drinking policy. And how could you have a park in St. Louis, the home of Anheuser-Busch, and not allow any alcohol consumption? So Walt, being publicly challenged and a little embarrassed, left the next morning and said, deal's off. Luckily, Florida was still being considered and land was available. So originally, they started looking around the Palm Beach area, and Walt really didn't want to be that close to the beach. So they, uh, flying over, found a, a big patch of, of swampland right in the middle, but was right by a couple new highways. You had I-4 and the Florida Turnpike, and not too far down the street was the McCoy uh, Military Airfield. M C mccoy M-C and they're building it in Orlando. MCO. Where have I heard that? Oh, yes, that's how the airbase turned into a international airport, and that's where we get MCO or Orlando International from. So, Walt knew exactly where to go, and that was right in the middle of a swamp. Now, Roy was very hesitant about a new park, but after seeing how scammers and counterfeiters overfilled Disneyland, He could only imagine that if these people were going into such lengths just to go to Disneyland, what would they do for a brand new park? And he knew not to fight his brother. They hired Paul Hellowell, who was ex-military intelligence and uh, now turned lawyer, and a realtor named Roy Hawkins to get to work. And this was the start of Project X. Very secret, very hush-hush. They would use fake names, fake reservations, and private planes to fly around and uh, to keep under the radar. Rumor had it that they landed at a terminal, and everybody went to go inside while the plane refueled, but they told Walt, hey, you can't go. Well, supposedly a mechanic was walking around the plane, so the mechanic thought, hey, aren't you Walt Disney? And Walt went, oh, hell no. You know I get confused for that son of a bitch all the time, and if I ever meet him, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. Now, this this new company, um, they created dummy corporations to start buying land, and some of the names were actually kind of, you know, kind of hilarious, and they're immortalized on the windows of Main Street. Now, you had some of them like the Retlaw, or just Walter spelled backwards, the I Four Corporation. I as in A-Y-E, and the MT Lot Real Estate. Prices started around the $80 an acre, where people were more than happy to offload some swamp land, some old orange groves, but speculation of uh, who's buying up all this land caused those prices to go up to almost $80,000. But it was a little too too late. Disney had over 27,000 acres, or about 43 square miles, all for the low price of about hmm, $5 million. Now, as a comparison, the Disney property is about twice the size of Manhattan Island in New York, and it's just a little under the size of San Francisco. So, they had plenty of room to do anything they wanted. Out A lot of people had uh, speculated that some of the industrial giants of the north were the ones coming down, um, maybe something like Ford, or uh, they also thought that NASA was building a, a new facility more inland. But it wasn't until a reporter named Emily Bavar of the Orlando Sentinel questioned Walt directly, and then they published a story, an article that said, and I quote, We say mystery industry is Disney. That was October of 65, and in November, the announcement was made. The Florida Project was announced. Walt wanted to take a step back during this process, because they knew how to build a theme park. And he thought it was going to be just like Disneyland, just with some better walkways. And took a step back to focus on his city of tomorrow. Now, don't get ahead of me on this one. We'll get there on another episode. Now, with Walt taking that step back, he brought in his brother to help build Disney World. And they both had a plan that, once it was finished, they were going to peacefully retire. But that didn't quite happen. So in 1966, Walt went in to do some routine follow-ups on old injuries, and they found a mass in his lung. They did remove that mass. Surgery was a success, but Walt never really recovered after that. He was weak and continued to spend time in the hospital, including his birthday. And on December 15th, he passed away. That left Roy with everything, and he didn't want to leave the company in freefall, so he had to put up a memo saying that the Florida project would be completed. This is the section where I started learning a few things. I used to tell people in my cast member days that it was all Walt's fault that they have to take a ferry boat or a monorail to get to the parking lot, where Walt was displeased with having a parking lot right outside Disneyland, But it was actually Roy's idea that he wanted you to take the ferry boat across the lake or a monorail around it and leave your cares, you know, at the parking lot and enter a magical kingdom. Now, um, the people tasked with building Disneyland, uh, which who was Admiral Joe Fowler, yes, the same one that the ferry boat's named after, thought they could use the soil from the Seven Seas to Lagoon to help build up Disney World. Now... That gave us the Utilidor. Once again, it was Walt's idea of, I think, of seeing a cowboy in Tomorrowland that really took him out of the moment and, you know, ruined the theming. So now this underground tunnel system is how cast members can move around, how any anybody that, you know, Emergency personnel, any kind of uh, crew that has to, uh, maintenance crew that has to go around, and how uh, a lot of the, the garbage is taking out of the Magic Kingdom. So you don't get to see that. Well, you can see it, but you either have to be a cast member or pay for the tour. Now, other pains that uh, had plagued Disneyland was that their stores didn't have any storeroom in the back. And they would often run out of merchandise. So, Disney World was built bigger and better. They had bigger stores, bigger storerooms, and an underground tunnel system to help get everything there. It was also built with a second level. Now, all the stores at, at Disneyland are single leveled and basically go to the roof. Where at the Magic Kingdom, there's a whole second story and office buildings on just about on top of every building on Main Street. They even built a few apartments for the Disney family. As opening day approached, Roy decided to change the name from just Disney World to Walt Disney World. Now, here's a quote. Everybody knows the Ford car, but not everybody knows it was Henry Ford who started it all. It's going to be Walt Disney World, so people will always know that this was Walt's dream. Opening day was almost a flop. Rumor that the crowds were going to be insane kept most people away, but that didn't stop the opening day festivities. According to Imagineer John Hench, Roy Disney stood facing the microphone before a crowd of guests, ready to deliver the dedication speech at the opening ceremonies. He suddenly turned and looked around, and I heard him say quietly, Somebody go find Mickey. We don't have Walt anymore, and Mickey's the closest thing. Now, this was the start of Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom, later shortened in the 90s to just Magic Kingdom, but it has grown to over four parks, six golf courses, two water parks, and an entertainment shopping district, and loads of resorts. But we'll talk about all of those on a different show. This episode's tip, tricks, or secrets has to do with how you spend your day take a break every now and then you just need to take a load off find a nice shaded area sit down rehydrate and and relax I have a few different places around the parks that I like to just go get away I will let you know that there is one outside of the cat in the hat store is a nice uh, secluded area very you know well shaded and a nice place to sit also, I've recently found out that the benches or the uh, concrete wall across from the If I Ran a Zoo area, I swear they must be air conditioned or have you know some, some cooling pipes running through them because it was 90 degrees outside and it felt like 60 degrees sitting on that bench. So take a load off. You're going to be walking tons of miles, hopefully in those comfortable shoes I told you to wear in episode one, but don't rush it. You're going to be walking quite a lot, standing in a lot of lines, and summer's coming, don't wear yourself out. Alrighty, here is your news for mid May 2021. One of the biggest things to happen is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, or henceforth known as IAPA, and the University of Central Florida, our local knights here, have uh, studied that you can effectively social distance at three feet. So, our local. Parks uh, jumped right on that. Universal's already been seen reducing their six-foot social distancing down to three, and I can only uh, believe that this is going to lead to higher park capacities, knowing that you can still be safe with only three feet of space. The Seven Seas Food Festival is still going strong. Uh, I believe we got about two weeks left. Uh, That is ending at the end of May on the 31st. Uh, Disney has announced one of my favorites, Beverly, will return. So uh, they are in the process of uh, rebuilding Club Cool at Epcot. Uh, We're hoping to have that open by the 38th anniversary. Nope, 39th anniversary. Um, Or as other people think about it, the 50th. Now, right after that study, the uh, Florida Health Department has announced that uh, temperature screenings are, how, how to say ineffective or or redundant not necessary so we saw immediately that Universal Orlando has uh, dropped those there's no longer requirement to get a temperature check on the way in Disney at the time of recording this has stopped those for cast members and in uh, shortly after this will be released uh, will be stopping those for guests uh, it is believed that some of the restaurants have already stopped taking temperatures for your dining experience on to sea world. Uh, other big news, the college program will return. So, um, unfortunately at the beginning of COVID, uh, all the uh, college program or CPs got the uh, short notice of, Hey, get out, go home. Uh, they will be coming back. I believe coming the uh, fall semester. So uh, that is a uh, good news, meaning, uh, Disney needs more people to work so I'm guessing they're expecting higher crowds higher capacities and that will uh, all lead to everything getting back to normal the preparation for the 50th anniversary is all the continuing there are some renovations going on a lot of painting going on especially at the ticket transportation center Uh, the uh, the festival the Lion King has already started their performances entrance signs on Epcot Center Drive are getting repainted And, uh, some rides are getting ready to reopen. The signage for the Laugh Floor has been uncovered. The queues are being prepped. Uh, look for that, uh, eventual reopen. Other big news, Universal Studios is hiring. They are looking for almost 2,000 people to fill roles. That is going to include characters for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, they are going back to 30. They're acting like 2020 never happened, like most of us. And, uh redoing the 30th anniversary of Halloween Horror Night. They are also announced that there's going to be a new tribute store. It is Jurassic World themed. It's gonna go right along with the opening of the Velocicoaster that is coming June 10th. Uh, We have already been through team member testing and annual pass holder testing. They are now doing a soft opening So it is random times and uh, my latest visit to Islands of Adventure, that line was about an hour, hour and a half long. So I was not waiting there. They would not let me get up to the front of the ride, just to even try the test seat out. But it is supposed to be very forgiving for larger people. Good news for me and my fellow big people. Or uh, if I can't get on this one, I think it's just time to, to start a walking diet. We're gonna go to the parks and walk miles and miles and miles until I fit on Velocicoaster. So for other news, please join us on our Facebook page, the Passholders Guide Podcast. Uh, I share them as soon as I find them and you stay more up to date. You can also message me on there if there's anything you would like to know. Um, You can also reach out to us on our new email. It's the Passholders Guide Podcast at gmail.com. Alrighty, everybody. Here's another story time. Probably one of the last that I'm gonna put in here. I do have a few guests lined up, but this comes from my time as a Epcot driver, or the every person comes out tipsy driver. Uh, making a run to uh, one of the bigger resorts, a Saratoga Springs, a big five stop DVC resort, and I get these guests that are obviously uh, partaking in the festivals a little too much, so. We're going around the resort, you know, we get to the first, second, third, fourth, and the fifth and final stop. And I look back and these guys are just passed out, drunk, leaning on each other. So I had the pleasure of going and waking them up and saying, hey, we're here. Get off. And they're like, oh, where are we? I'm like, well, you're at this stop. And if you want to go back around, you can either come back to Epcot with me. Or you can wait for a Disney Springs bus to take you back around. So, uh, kicking some drunk guys off uh, my bus, always a good time. That's everything for this episode of the Passholder's Guide Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope I've left you with some tips, tricks, or secrets to make your park experience better. In the meantime, join us on Facebook or Instagram at the Passholder's Guide Podcast, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for alerts on the latest episodes. Until I see you again, have a safe time at the parks.